Hi everyone, welcome to Movies at Midnight podcast, where we discuss movies that we've watched and do some traveling inspired by their location or their themes. I'm Tanya. And I'm Jorge. And today we're talking about The Descent from 2005. Yeah, this is a pretty old uh, horror film, and I can't remember when the first time I watched it, but I didn't think it was from that long ago. I remember, because I have a story about it. Ooh, do tell. Well, I will, when we get there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, it is old. But it still holds up. I really like this film a lot. I think the contained story is really tight. The characters are all likable. Yes, I said all. I'll get into it. I'm sure people will have... words. (laughs) No, but I think that's one of the things that makes it such a strong horror movie is that we like our characters and we're rooting for all of them. I think so often you want to be like, oh, this person's so annoying. When are they going to (laughs) die? And it's all female, so that's that's great. Yeah, it's it's an all female cast, sans the husband, but essentially it's all female, so that's pretty cool because you never really get to see that in other. Horror it's films. rare. It's yeah, very rare. This movie tells the story of six friends who go spelunking. Yeah, spelunking. What is it? Well, I'd say spelunking. Maybe you're right. You you very much emphasized. You're like spelunk. You could be right. I don't know. Who knows? Let us know how you actually say is it how many syllables. <laughs> but I've never done that. Um, never even came close to doing that. But that seems like a really cool thing to do. Yeah, I want to do it. Not not like I want to go to that touristy cave that they were yeah, talking I, about. Yeah, I want that. What did they say? That gift shop with handrails version of yes, plunking. The way they do some of these scenes, there's so much tension and where they go through these tiny little tunnels, if you want to call them. And this is like normal thing that spelunkers do, I guess. I also do not want to do that. Yeah, it's not just because this is maybe a creature feature horror, but it's not just the the scary creatures that are the horror in this film. And that's what I like about it. You could cut them out and it could be a different horror film, but still a horror film nonetheless. Or maybe just like a tense thriller. Yeah, I mean, the the cave itself. I mean, we've heard horror stories of miners getting stuck in caves and stuff like that. So that is already a scary thing. But there's some scenes where they're like, okay, crawl through. And there's even water down there where I'm like, and this is like normal. You guys are up for this like you've clearly done this before yeah i haven't hadn't seen this movie in a while but i have seen it multiple times and despite that i still had so many visceral reactions to things i was still surprised and caught off guard throughout the entire film it's just so good holds up yeah and the the characters are very real and it deals with themes of trauma grief and loss and friendships and even uh your relationships Mm-hmm. And like, uh, friendships are relationships, no? Well, I, <laughs> I know. I guess it's like a friendship romantic and a romantic relationship. And daughter-mother relationships. Yeah. More so touched on than really delved into. Yeah, I love the way that this movie is also filmed because I remember, I thought I remembered reading and then I just double-checked before we started and it's true. They mostly tried to film once they got into the cave. They mostly tried to film using the light that the characters would have, which really added to this claustrophobic feeling and just set the whole vibe of the film for you watching as a viewer so if they only had a flare to light the scene that's what's lighting the scene and i mean to be fair the flare was probably the biggest source of light they had on set but they had like their headlamps lighters sometimes torches aka flashlights and actual torches well 
actual for the United States. <laughs> <laughs> I don't call flashlights torches. But the another cool thing about this movie is um, it's not based on a book. Yeah. Like you hear a lot of these other films like, oh, that's how it was made because it was based on a book and there's already a following the director. It was his original idea. And there was an interview where they were talking to him about why he made this movie. And he actually had an idea to do a zombie movie in an oil rig first. Okay, but yeah. they were telling him that's way too expensive. Like we're never going to get a budget for this type of movie. So he was taking a, a train and the dude's based in the UK. And he, I guess, saw some caves or something. And he thought that can be scary in its own and being claustrophobic and pulling on that to where the ideas of, so they call them the crawlers, these creatures in the caves, weren't even really part of the film until they were getting feedback from people. I guess maybe like the cave itself wasn't scary enough and it's like introduced this other scary element. So It is for me, but yeah. fair. Feedback is important. Then I could definitely see those minor zombie origins in this. Yeah. I feel like it seems like it carried. Alright, so I'm gonna jump into the summary then. Adventurer Sarah loses her daughter Jessica and husband Paul in a gruesome car crash after white water rafting with friends. One year later, she reunites with her friends Juno and Beth for a spelunking trip in the Appalachian Mountains. Friends Sam and Rebecca join, as well as Juno's protege, Holly. There is some tension between Juno and the friends as she left Sarah soon after the funeral, arriving at the cave, descending to its depths. The women remark this tourist cave is much more interesting than expected. However, after a tunnel collapse, the group is alarmed and Juno reveals they are in an unknown cave system. She wanted to be the first to discover it along with her friends, but now no one will know where to find them should they fail to return. Sarah claims to see a man following the group, and while they are dismissive, they are soon after attacked by human-like creatures, and the group splits in confusion and horror. While fighting for Holly, who is killed by a creature, Juno accidentally stabs Beth, shocked, leaving her to die alone. Juno finds Sam and Rebecca, but they are killed by the creatures as well. Sarah finds a barely alive Beth, who warns her not to trust Juno as she left her to die. Also, Juno and Paul were having an affair. Just... Slide that one right in there. Deathbed confessionals. Sarah and Juno find one another and have an epic murder session, killing many creatures slash crawlers. Yet, Sarah reveals that she knows about Beth's death and Juno's affair with Paul, and so hooks her in the leg with a pickaxe, leaving her to die as numerous crawlers surround her. And now for the controversial part. Sarah is knocked unconscious, but upon awakening, sees sunlight finding an exit and escapes the cave. She drives away, terribly traumatized. But... In the original UK ending, after Sarah's escape, she awakens to find herself in a cave. She hallucinates her daughter's birthday. Her escape was fake. The camera pulls out to her smiling and staring at her torch as the crawlers begin to surround her. And the official word that I always see going around as to why it was changed for the US is because it was too depressing. But what is there? A descent too. So I think it was really for more money. So when I first watched this, it was back in college, and I actually saw the original ending, the UK ending. Then I didn't watch it for years. I remember really liking it, so I watched it a bunch. And that ending, you know, she actually gets out, Sarah gets out of the cave and makes it out alive. And I'm like, what? No. No, I'm pretty sure that she didn't make it out. What is this? So then I feel like that is also one of the reasons why I watched it so many times is because whenever I would see it come up again, then I'd be like, okay. 
need to figure this out. What's the ending? And I wa- would watch and it was the same US ending. So then uh, I was like, is that some fever dream I had that was never the real ending? And then like later I realized, oh, okay, there are two endings. And it was just so interesting and odd that I would have seen the UK version the first time out. And that is the version that I subscribe to. That's what happened. Unless it's <laughs> all a... Like you said, to that theory, it's all in her head. Yeah, I mean, it's sad and it sucks, but that seems more realistic to me what would have actually happened. And that's my ending. Yeah, so I guess depending on where you're at, if you haven't seen the other ending and you guys have those uh, VPN things, judge for yourself which ending you like better or which one you decide to believe. Yeah, and so seeing this movie having two endings is already really cool because they're very different. Where on the one that we recently saw, Sarah wakes up, she sees sunlight and makes it out. You know, there, there's your happy ending. She makes it to the cars. It ends with her seeing a ghost of Juno with maybe her feeling some guilt over leaving her so-called friend in the cave. But then in the UK version, all of that was in her head. Yeah. Which kind of plays into like a a fan-made theory that Sarah was actually the killer the whole time. They kind of think that in the second one, right? They're a little wary of Sarah. They like get her from the hospital, make her go back into the cage, which no one would ever do. Yeah, because they were like, there were no crawlers or whatever. But then in the second one, they kind of reinforced that, yes, there were creatures Mm -hmm. down there and she wasn't hallucinating. They being the police, by the way. (laughs) That was me. So when we're watching this film, we hear... Rebecca talking about some of the warnings or like things that people would experience when they go spelunking. And she talks about them, you know, being dehydrated, disorientation in a cave, which can lead to people getting lost, the claustrophobia, because you're in such small, tight places. And then she goes into panic attacks, paranoia, and hallucinations. Can I just say real quick, I love that also about this movie is how many breadcrumbs they just sprinkle in that feels so natural. And they let you kind of figure it out for yourself along the way. And that is storytelling. To add to that, we constantly hear the show don't tell. Don't just have the narrator tells us, Sarah started hallucinating and this Mm. and that. And this is how they're telling that story. And it leaves it up to the viewer on what you believe. Were the crawlers real? Were they not? And I had heard this theory before. So it's like watching it, thinking like the descent is actually Sarah's descent going, you know, into darkness or or her mental state going lower and lower and seeing these breadcrumbs because she's the first one to be like, what is that? And she hears like giggles. She hears this. She has visions of her daughter. So it's like what is real and what is not is blurred. Yeah, our subtitles told us it was her daughter giggling in the cave, (laughs) so we knew. (laughs) So it's like you you get this sense that maybe she's not all there upstairs. We do get a glimpse when they were in the cabin that she didn't take her medication, thinking that this was going to be a day trip. Kind of like the other girl, she probably thought she was going to be okay, and then maybe she's in a off mental state. Suffering probably PTSD, it seems. Yeah, I mean... This is the area where she lost her husband and her daughter, so it's a very... I I thought that was the whole point of them coming back to this area. Did they say where they were whitewater rafting? I thought that was just a setup that she's a fun lady who does adventurous things with her friends. 
Maybe. I, I guess I don't remember. I don't but know. Other than spelunking, we've actually done the whitewater rafting, and that has been a lot of fun. Yeah. So maybe we can do it again sometime. <laughs> yeah. I put at the opening when, when the movie starts and they're whitewater rafting, I was like, I want friends like these. <laughs> and then I was like, clarification, because I've already seen it. Not friends who will sleep with my partner. <laughs> yeah. And, and even this scene, it starts setting, like you said, those breadcrumbs because, you know, the, the friends are going through this river and they see the husband and the daughter and they're like waving. But the husband goes and he helps Juno mm. instead of helping his wife. And as they're talking or whatever, it's like you see these glimpses or glances between Juno and the husband and you're already like, oh, what's going on? And then I think the subtitles say inaudible. It's one of those where like, you know, they said something, but you can't hear it. And clearly the subtitles don't even tell us what was said. Pretty quickly, this movie delves into that horrific car crash starting out in a real bad place. We get Jessica with her birthday cake in a stark void, this black void. And I, I really like the way that it was filmed because I feel like even that might have been a breadcrumb for the final shot of Sarah in the cave because uh, visually it's like the same setup and the same as her in this dark void with just her torch. But she wakes up in a hospital. And something I didn't notice the first time around just because there's so much being thrown at you. But when we first see that scene of the birthday cake, there's five candles. And when you see it at the end, end there's six candles and so people were already like oh what's the significance on the the number change because there were six women that went into the cave so people are like oh that was one candle for each of the women i don't know if we ever find out sarah's daughter's true age but then other people are like oh the the daughter died when she was five and then here is a year later so it's kind of showing that age difference and in an interview with the director he kind of liked that people were like coming up with all these things and he was saying it was more of a continuity error. Like, I don't think they realized <laughs> that they had a different number of candles in the beginning versus the end. So. Oh, that's so funny. How'd they film it then? I'm like, wouldn't you just film all the shots you need at once and then use yeah, it throughout? Goes, okay. <laughs> goes to show. I love it. Yeah, but in, in this hospital scene, there's a lot that happens because here, once again, you see the, the character who wakes up right in the hospital and it's like completely my empty hospital yeah completely yeah where, where where is everybody but i'm like it's my first sequence. instinct would never be to rip everything out i don't know why characters do this or like is that to make the audience feel uneasy but like in so many movies like that's the first thing they do and i'm just like oh would you just like rip stuff out of your we, hands we gotta your... get the plot moving man we can't yeah. just sit in bed like a normal person i guess so like her friends could have been bedside next to her i mean we, we don't know if she came out of surgery or how much time has passed between the accident and when she wakes up but as the lights are coming out she runs from the darkness and as she's running more of those lights keep coming off and so i don't know if that's her trying to avoid her monsters or her own demons that she's having some nightmares or maybe she already knows that her husband and daughter are gone so she's like in this other state of mind but we see her run into beth and you know she this is one of her close friends and she kind of breaks down yeah it was empty because well, I don't know, because she was running, but I guess the, the emptiness was her mental state and all the lights changing. That wasn't reality. So we see Beth is there, but we don't see Juno. And so already it's like this divide between them and Juno. Apparently, like, Juno had left the country. 
because they never explicitly show that Juno was having an affair with the husband, but is very strongly implied. Did they even say it? Does Beth at the end? When Sarah finds Beth dying, she gives her the necklace that says... Love each day. Love each day. And that was something that Paul Paul used to say. So I guess if you're going to have an affair, don't give your... A, don't have a motto. Don't have a motto (laughs) that everyone knows what it is. B, don't put that motto on a piece of jewelry that you're going to give to the person that you're having an affair with. There you go. Or or have the motto and just give it to everybody, I guess. He's a self-help guru. Because I'm like, Beth, if you were like really close friends with Sarah and you knew that they were having an affair and you chose to keep it a secret, that's kind of fucked up on her part. But maybe it's a, dude, she just lost the daughter and her husband and she found out after. Because if she knew before, it's like, why would Beth keep it a secret? Mm. Yeah, I agree with that. But I do, I don't know, I got the impression that she kind of found out in the cave as well that damn necklace reveal because we also in that opening shot get a scene of beth looking at juno and paul interacting like that's a little odd but not like ooh, they're up to it again i mean i guess i can't really ascribe by night information conveyed in a look like a look is a look it's interpreted many ways but that's how i interpreted it that she was like that's weird not like oh those two are up to it again That's fair, Uh, and and maybe she didn't know. But also, like, Beth surprised Juno, and Juno stabs Beth through the throat and leaves behind the necklace. And if I got stabbed in the throat, I don't think I would notice the engraving of love every day on there, so... Very fair. Yeah, that's, that's left up to the viewer, then. When did Beth find out? When did she know? But we get the one-year time jump. We're in the Appalachian Mountains, specifically in North Carolina. We get a little backstory like, oh, it's always Juno who drags us drags us on these excursions, these adventures. She left the funeral really fast in Scotland the year before, but whatever. We're on a ladies' trip, and we are going spelunkin', and I am so excited. That would be so fun. We get a few scenes of them hanging out together before the night before. And they just have good chemistry. They seem like friends. They seem like real people. It's it's good. We get our introduction to everyone. But uh, they drink a lot for having to get up the next day early and be really physical. Like, I would not. I'd be like, I can't hang. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, because um, I think Juno's... And we were kind of confused on, are they in one cabin? Because the night before, it looks like they're all in the same yeah, spot. They're all in one cabin. And I wrote that down. And then I was like, in the morning, Juno's like going cabin to cabin, waking them all up. And I'm like, where did these cabins yeah. come from? We even got like an overhead shot and there's just one cabin. Yeah. And she's like, all right, everyone, we need to get going because we need to be there at seven. And I'm like, how early is it? Because she's out there running, I guess, getting her morning workout, telling people to get ready because they need to hit the road so they can be there at 7. Another thing that I really did like was they all get together for a picture in front of the cabin and it takes it, you know, and it's still frame. And oh, it's just such an eerie photo, especially if you've seen it before and you know what's going to happen. It's like, oh, this is the last photo of these women taken that they were alive. It's so creepy, but it's so good. Yeah, whenever you see a photograph being taken in a horror movie, I feel like something bad's about to happen or they're going to start getting crossed off. The music is a big cue, too. It's Mm -hmm. like... Yeah, it's like ominous what's about to happen. Who was there? Who was not there? Yeah. Were they really there? 
I also just wanted to say before we get into the cave, because maybe the cave is warmer, uh, it looks really cold outside and most of these women are in like tank tops. And I was just like, oh, I'm so cold. Why don't you put on more clothes? And then I was like, is it not cold? Does it just look that way? But then one of them was like, it's freezing out here. And I'm like, okay, I was right. <laughs> I like the beginning filming because we're getting these gorgeous wide open shots of all of the nature from above through the woods. And I was like, oh, that's a really good portrayal and a real sense of openness because it's going to be the exact opposite once we get into the cave. And I'm sure that they did that on purpose. And I really like that. But while they're traveling to the cave, <laughs> Juno says, I've never been lost in my life. And I was like, that sounds like a bad adventure. I thought you had a sense of fun about you. Like, shouldn't you be lost sometimes? Well, I mean, they say if uh, you've never failed, then you've never tried. So maybe it's something like she's always played it safe. But they kind of play her the opposite yeah. where her and her protege Holly are like, oh, why are we coming here? This is such a... Because they're going to the... What was it called? Brayman? I don't know. She, she made a joke about it sounding Burham. like a boring case. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> why are we going here? But this is like the first time we're coming out with Sarah since the tragic accident. So yeah, start small. Yeah, um, no. I yeah, was... but that was pretty cocky of uh, Juno. And then I was like, okay, they're going to get lost. Even the first time I saw it. Mm, yeah, of course. I think that's probably what it was. I just thought it was funny. And once they get to the cave opening, again, like little breadcrumbs, they just have a shot of Juno leaving the guidebook in the car, and you're like, why would she do that? That's so weird. But we know why, because it doesn't matter. <laughs> so they, they lower into the cave. It's pretty cool, the way that they get into it. And it wasn't even Holly who said this. It was someone else. They were like, this cave seems really extreme. And I was thinking, when Holly is Juno's protege, and she's the one who's been complaining the whole time about the cave being boring. And I'm like, wouldn't she immediately send something was up? Like, this, yeah, this is more extreme than I thought. This is cooler than I thought it was going to be. And then also I was like, it's a touristy spot. Where are the tourists? <laughs> I was like, there's no way that you would get a whole cave to yourself. Not happening. Well, maybe if you have enough money, you're like, I'm going to reserve the whole cave. Even the other girls, I feel like, wouldn't someone be like, hey, this isn't where we're supposed to be? Like, how close is this touristy spot compared to where they're at? But yeah, it's also in America. And are any of them American? And I doubt they spend too much time in America. But someone sees a bloody, like four bloody fingerprints. And I was like, uh, we're just... We're just gonna walk by that yeah. we're not gonna say anything and it does match like her yeah. finger spacing i'm like mm. yeah but on the hike on the way to the mountain they also come across the body of a deer mm. uh essentially it's like these crawlers they even make a reference to it later in the film that they do come out of the cave to hunt for food but for whatever reason they didn't take this deer back into their cave so it's like why would they leave it there I also thought that was a little bit odd that if you've evolved to live in complete darkness, wouldn't coming out in the sunlight hurt you? Or maybe they only come out at night, but even that would be a lot of light, no? Uh, maybe, but if they don't have any sight blind. at all, yeah, yeah I, I don't think the sun That's fair, yeah. would really affect them. But I, I would imagine that they're more nocturnal creatures. Would they know? Would they have a cycle of night and day under there? 
Well, like you not, said, they're coming the now. Cave, but <laughs> I, I feel like they would know. Like bats come out at night. Do they know when it's daytime versus nighttime? Well, they're chilling at an entrance, right? They're not like under underground. I have no idea. We we talked about this last episode. Don't quote us on anything about bats. <laughs> and there are bats that are carnivorous. So there you go. I googled it. Yeah, and so as they start going through this cave system, Juno's kind of like the ringleader and is like, all right, let's let's go this way. They're going through like these really narrow, tight tunnels where... My nightmare. Never. Like, never. If anyone's like an actual spelunker or like cave explorer, like, is that normal? Like some of the ones that you guys have gone through? Because it just seems like maybe that's why they're these six women, because I feel like I wouldn't have fit. In yeah, some in, of these things. In the second tunnel that's even, I think, even smaller, one of them has to take off whatever bag that they're carrying. And I'm like, if I can't fit through somewhere with a bag that I need on my back, I'm not going through it. <laughs> like, not happening. Yeah, and then um, for whatever reason, they put Sarah last. And in general, I feel like when we used to go, like, riding motorcycles, you never put your, let's say, least experience or anyone you'd be worried about at the very end you'd always want someone very experienced in the front of the group and someone at the end of the group that kind of sandwich them yeah and the person in the front sets the pace and then the person in the back just ensures nobody's left behind but here sarah's at the end and it's so tight that she gets stuck right away she starts feeling this panic attack which rebecca had already warned us of one of the things that people will start experiencing and her friend is like, you need to breathe. You need to calm down. She's like, the worst thing that already happened to you has happened. And I'm like, Ooh, is that this was the right? <laughs> yeah, I was like, if someone said that to me, then I would start thinking about the worst thing that ever happened to me and start freaking out even more. And I wrote down, I was like, nope, I'm here. This is where I'm living now. Sorry, guys, you're going to have to come down like three times a day. Bring me water, bring me food. This is my <laughs> life now. I'm a tunnel mole. And this was one of these scenes that just really gets the intensity going because as she's kind of like hyperventilating in here, now the cave moves and it's like, oh crap, like it's going to be a cave in. And then it's weird because they're like, you need to move. And I guess she had like a bag of ropes and they're like, leave it, let's go. But I'm like, had this happened like, I don't know, 30 minutes earlier would would they have reached this spot and be like, well, there's a dead end. Do we turn around and go back? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because at one point someone says the only way out is down, which heard before in other films. But I was like, no, sir, not true. This is an organic structure. There's got to be more than one exit. <laughs> like, just that's is that really true? That It's not like I built it and these are the exits and that's it. No, like, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I don't really know how caves are formed and do all caves have more than one entrance or... I feel like over time things shift, you know, and that's why you could even make an exit. And I don't mean like drill through a wall, not being that insane, but I don't know. I just don't think there's one map, one (laughs) passageway, like we built it or something. Yeah, and so uh, after this like cave-in or whatever, they realize like, oh, we can't go back. So yes, they have to go through the cave, but this is where Juno kind of reveals to them that they're not where she told the group they were going to be. I'm kind of with the other girls. Like, I would have been pissed. Where did you bring us? Like, one one of the other girls is even saying, like, we put a, I guess you let people know, hey, 
six of us are coming. We yeah. should reach this checkpoint by this time. So if you don't check, then I guess they go out looking for you. Yeah, they send a rescue team. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Like, Juno does some real shitty things. She is not great, but she's still likable. <laughs> I like her. She shows empathy. She shows concern for her friends. She has great flaws, but who doesn't? Yeah. I don't know. She's just yeah, written I, really well. And yeah, I, she's she's like a real character. Like, any of us can be in Juno's shoes. And... Yeah, but she's not just real and a piece of shit. Because, like, you can have characters that feel real and you hate, and that's how they're designed to be. That's how they're written. But maybe it was the actor and the way that she portrayed her. She felt complex and in a really shitty situation that, yes, she put herself in and her friends in. So she created it, but, like, is a shitty situation and she's managing it the best that she can and i feel like when we do get to the the part where she murders her friend like that's probably hopefully the first time she's ever had to deal with something like that she's in shock she's already murdered like these weird creatures that look like humans i'm not supportive of her actions i'm just supportive of her as a human being just like all the other women in this yeah, but in, in in Juno's defense like you said she is likable i don't think i'm a huge fanboy of Juno but I think her intentions, at least to explore this new cave, seemed genuine. And she was like, look, I wanted to discover this cave as friends with this group. I Yeah, and Sarah makes says something interesting like, oh, did you want to do it for me? Or are you ego tripping? Like, And she's like, we can name it after you. And Sarah's like, or you. Was this about me or you? I wanted us to claim this place. Name it. I thought maybe your name. <laughs> or maybe yours. So I do kind of feel like Juno had selfish intentions and yeah, she wanted to hang out with her, with her friends, but I mean, she lied to them. She could have told them the truth and tried to get them to go to this new cave system on the basis of truth. Yeah, like I wonder if the other girls would have been like, yeah, let's do this. She's like, hey guys, this Holly might be probably. a new... Yeah, I'm sure Holly would have been on board, but she could have been like, hey, here's this, maybe it's a new cave. We don't think anyone's discovered it. It's not named. Like, yeah. are you guys down? Like, that sounds like an adventure in its own. Oh, hell yeah. But I'm sure there's deep undertones of saying, like, Juno keeps things from her friend, just like she kept the affair from Sarah or Beth. It's like on a need-to-know basis. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I definitely get that there's an ego there. Some people have egos. And sometimes that's what makes them so adventurous and fun. You gotta put up with the good with the bad. But let's not cross that line into murder. Yeah, and so as they're pushing through this cave system... The tunnels are getting smaller. They come to what I'll call the edge of a cliff, but this oh, yeah. cliff is inside a cave. Someone almost walks off a cliff in a cave. Yeah, and they're like, stop, nobody move. And it's like you hear the pebbles falling. And I think someone even dropped, like throws a rock just to see how far down this cliff is. And it's seconds before the puddle hits the ground these girls are so brave and strong because one of them is like all right we need to get across i was kind of surprised it wasn't holly or juno and it made sense later because juno brought up the rear and didn't maybe an even more or equally as terrifying task i would probably say it's the first one is definitely the much more terrifying because you're finding the like, spot so yeah you have to find you. the yeah. spot and who who was it was it sam or it was either sam or rebecca i think yeah like they're they're hanging so it's like you're only using your upper body strength but then like you got to get a hook 
that's hooked to your belt. So now you're hanging off of one arm. Very vertical limit flashbacks oh, to yeah. the opening of that. <laughs> yeah, because at least there you're standing on something and... Okay, you're hanging on to a rope, you're hanging on to the wall. Maybe you can lean on the wall to kind of support your weight. But here it's like the whole time you're hanging. And now you got to get this device inside the crack of the ceiling. And make sure that it's a good one that will hold you. Yeah, and then they're like putting the rope so that they can all get across. This whole time I'm like, she's going to fall, she's going to fall. Like one of them is just going to go. Yeah, the tension is real. But I love when she gets across, the first person who like shimmies across goes so fast. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. And everyone else kind of goes so (laughs) slow. And I'm like, did you not see the first girl go? Follow her example. Oh, but, and I think Juno sees it when she picks up the rear as well. When Rebecca was going across the wall, she kind of pauses towards the end. And I think it's because she saw someone else's clip there. So there have been people here before and they explored this cave and we don't know. What happened to them? Yeah, and and that's another breadcrumb because later on we see someone find what looks like a helmet, like an old helmet. And then towards the very end of the film, Juno sees that someone had marked direction. There's arrows saying, go this way. So it's like, oh, there have been people there. But if this cave system really is unnamed, it's like, why hasn't anyone made it out? Yeah, that's not comforting. So <laughs> they, they also recognize that the tool that they found is like 100 years old. Like, I don't really know. So we've been rock climbing before, but I don't think I would recognize, oh, this is a rock climbing tool from the 1900s. Yeah, but this is like Juno's life. Yeah. But I also didn't know if that was hyperbole. Like, oh, it's 100 years old. So is it like 20 years old? Because they were like, nobody uses equipment like that anymore. So Juno's, like I said, she's bringing up the rear, which means she's taking out all those hooks because they need the rope. They're low on rope. Someone lost a rope bag. Shame on you. Just kidding. That's Sarah. Yeah. Totally fine that you lost the rope bag. It was you or your your life or the bag. Anyways, Juno's taking it out and she falls and like swings down a she little like bit. She slips. Yeah. And the rope goes and Sam, I think it is, gets massive rope burn. She so was much not so. ready for the belay. Oh God. It like split her hand open. It's gushing blood. I was like, ooh, rope burn is one of those just god-awful things to begin with, but then to have it split you that deep, like I've never had it break the skin before, I don't think, but rope burn is not fun. Oh my god, it hurts. They pull her up and they, they talk about how people have been there before, so then they see cave drawings, a cave drawing, and it's like, exit, exit. It's not a good map, okay? It's literally like if you did a mound, a dot, and a dot. How is that helpful? I don't even know where, where are we? Where's the, the You dot? are here, dot. Yeah, it's not helpful to me, but they act like it is. Oh, there's another exit. And I was like, were you expecting there not to be? Isn't this the whole point of you continuing to push forward is that you're looking for another exit? Well, maybe it's just to give them hope that there is another exit. What I found interesting, because then I was like, wait, who did these cave paintings? That's more interesting to me. And I was thinking, was it the creatures, the crawlers before they evolved like way back in the day? Because I, I think it's kind of um the idea is that they're humans, right? Isn't that kind of what we're getting at? And yeah, they've and evolved over time to be these creatures. Yeah, and when I, when I was trying to do some research, this is one of those where it's like, 
it's it's up to the audience mm, to decide okay. that like, there's no definitive this sure. is who did it but some of the theories is that prehistoric man did those drawings and then they evolved into these creatures okay that's um, kind of what i was thinking because some of them were like well the creatures did it but if the creatures are blind why would they draw yeah right um, maybe i don't know we're about to get into the scenes where these crawlers come to life. It's about to get messy. Yeah. <laughs> so it's either cavemen that never left the cave and they stayed down there and evolved over time. Or there were cavemen who were there and these creatures came and they killed those Fair. cavemen and kind of like took over and, you know, the, the drawings are there and they don't even know that they exist. But some of the stuff, I don't want to call it continuity errors, but the girls realize that the crawlers can't see, but they can definitely hear. Mm -hmm. It's implied that they have a really good sense of smell, but there's a scene where one just like walks right next to Rebecca and Sam and they're just like, hold still. They don't sniff like, if you see a dog and then they're like sniffing around. So it's like this one is right next to them and goes on by. Then there's another scene where I think it's on Sarah when she's in that blood pool and she's laying on the rock. One of them literally puts its hands on top of her head and like doesn't realize that she's there. Maybe, now she's covering blood. Yeah. So maybe that like camouflage. But I really don't get the why didn't they realize that Rebecca and Sam were like hanging out hiding yeah. if they have a really good sense of smell. That's yeah, that's a good point. I'll give them the one with Sarah because she was covered in that blood. Like I said, I don't know if that's a continuity error, but it is implied that they come out of the surface to hunt. And then they bring the prey down because they end up running into these essentially like bone pits. Those are creepy looking. Just a Wait, floor yeah. of bones. And it's hard to tell like, are they human? Are they animals? Later on, we get a definitive proof that these are human skulls and their spine. It's a but mix, it, I think. It, in other areas, it seems like it's more deer and antlers and maybe some more animal bones as opposed to human. They grab what they can grab. They grab yeah. what's around, I yeah. guess. Who made the cave drawings? Who knows? It's really cool to see that. But looking at the way these crawlers interact with each other and with the humans, while we can say there is intelligence there because maybe they're drawing them further into a cave where maybe they can escape, but they also don't portray them as having like a higher intelligence where they would appreciate art. <sighs> So, or he's making some judgment calls. He's like, like to me, they're more feral. Like we do see the scene where that what looks like a female mm -hmm. crawler and finding her dead child or maybe her dead partner and kind of showing rage at finding out that someone that she cared about is now dead. So it's like they do have that sense, but give me I am legend vibes with that one. But yeah, uh and then Polly of all people just starts jetting off in every direction. First off, you can't even see the ground, so how are you gonna run around? I'm gonna twist an ankle real quick, but uh, it's worse for her. She like falls down the damn hole. She thought she saw sunlight and instead of being smart about it and approaching it all calm and collective, she like runs and they haven't even interacted, they haven't come in contact with any of the crawlers, right? So there's not like a sense of that type of fear, but maybe she is feel, feeling the effects of paranoia and whatever. She falls down a damn hole, and it's really thin and narrow, and they do get her back up, but I don't even know how. 
but she falls down and what happens? I'll give this movie this because it's older, but bone out. Like, broke bone out. Yeah, that, that reminds me of uh, The Ruins where Tobias falls down the hole. But and this one was first, right? I don't know which one came out first, but... This one. Yeah, bones I'll bones just pop out of the your shin. I feel like everyone saw this one, and then that's when everyone started <laughs> to do the bone through the... Oh, I hate it so much. But this one's even worse because they pull her back up, and I think... Sam, they have. They said in the beginning, Sam is training to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. So she has to set the bone, and they tell her, they tell Holly to bite on something. And I'm just like, man, if my bone were poking out of my leg, and you had to set it, I would break all of my teeth with the amount of force I was like biting down on whatever I'm biting down on. Oh, that was not fun to watch. Yeah, and that's another agonizing scene because it's. The music and the sound design and Holly is screaming. Sam is like trying to get the bone in, but it's like, uh, it's not going on the first it. time. But she doesn't even get it in all the way. It's just like, it's still It's just kind of like them pushing and pulling. And she's even has her hand on the bone at one point, And I'm just like, ooh, but not a good time to be Holly. I think for a, a bit of levity that wasn't supposed to be funny. It's at this point that Sarah really sees one of the crawlers, like, full on. She, it's, um, far down some tunnel, and it's just chilling there. She shines the light on it, and then it finally notices, and it's like, whoop! But Sarah's like, and this is such an interesting, uh, reaction to seeing something like that. She's like, there is a man, and maybe he can help us? I'd be like, there's some weird creature naked thing in the bat. We need to go. But of course, maybe not of course, but I probably wouldn't believe her either. Like the other women are like, no. No, you're just seeing things. I mean, like the fact that Rebecca knows that people hallucinate and she already had a panic attack. There's trauma involved. Like who who knows? You know, your mind plays tricks on you. Well, I've never been in a cave. I've definitely been scared at night when i'm walking and i'm like "Ooh, what was that i saw this i saw that i thought you're gonna be like well i've never been in a cave i've been near a cave (laughs) no but this is where it goes wild and everyone gets separated they're in this kind of open room and there are tunnels everywhere they're trying to decide which tunnel to take and this was such a good jump scare because there's no sound i don't think about it they don't do like a boom they've been recording this whole time and someone turns the camera to one of the characters, and there's just a crawler just standing behind them, like, what you doing? And then, boom, chaos. They all split up. Everyone's running in different directions. Holly is immediately gets her throat gouged, so she's down for the count. Yeah, because th- this is the first time that we see kind of like how the crawlers hunt. It looks like they go for the neck so they can recognize, at least for mammals, that they have some sort of artery that they Mm. can cut through. Because it's clearly done where it's like they move the head out of the way and they go in and bite the neck. They've also slashed the neck so it's like they know there's something there to kill their prey from their head to their torso. But they're also grabbing Holly and it looks like they rip her abdomen maybe to shreds and so this is where some of those theories that sarah is the real killer kind of get like debunked because it's like how do you explain this if the if the women see the crawlers attacking holly then is it really sarah attacking holly because when they're kind of like 
running around, there's a scene where Juno's like, we need to find Sarah. I'm not leaving without Sarah. So if it's Sarah is the killer and she killed Holly, why would Juno be saying like, let's wait for Sarah? Right. But it may not also be a one to one. She might have, it might have been like, this is how we're seeing it, but it's not what actually happened. She got her off on her own. Or maybe Juno saying we can't leave without Sarah is really, we need to find Sarah and make sure she doesn't kill anyone else with that theory. I don't know. But it was interesting too, because I was thinking, oh, you know, the, the group have been in this cave for a while now and the crawlers haven't done anything. So what if they were just like foxes or like deer? They're not going to attack you. They're like really shy. And I'm like, that'd be interesting. But then you're like, are they actually scary? Or are they actually going to do us harm? Because they've just kind of been watching us thus far. Like, what's that? Who's here? But no, they're they're extremely aggressive all of a sudden. Yeah, and then that's what some people were speculating that if Sarah really is the killer and then the crawlers do exist, but like other animals, they get scared of humans and they're just like, get out. And yeah. it's only till they're in a defensive state that they would attack them. Because yeah, they, they've been down there for a long time. They're not like, oh, here's food. Let's go in. Let's immediately yeah. jump on like, this. Like they were curious about them. Like there's scenes where... They walk and a crawler is like on top, just kind of like watching them. It's so tense when there are moments like that. I was like, it's above us. It's below us. Ah, it's to the right of us. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so good. Because I'm like, where is it? I know it's, and you're in a cave, so it could be below, above. It's, it's really well done. But this is the, the sad part. Juno is fighting for Holly's body because they're going to drag her off. Like, she's already gone, but Juno is such a badass. She's fighting for her body, and she's fighting one, and then one another crawler jumps on her from behind, so she's getting attacked by multiple creatures, and Beth, I like you too, but you see whatever you can see of, you can't see maybe, you just hear all this scuffle, you're really just gonna walk up and be like, hey, hi, I'm here too, how you doing? Like, Give me a warning. She's fighting people, she's murdering things. No, it is really heartbreaking, though. It is, like, when it happened, I think I went, <gasps> again, like, I knew it was coming, but I still did that, and I don't know, I just, I didn't think it was going to happen maybe that soon, or, I don't know. I was just like, oh my yeah, god. Yeah, like, I, I definitely, this time around, I was like, oh, wow, I didn't realize how quickly, and like, I thought it was closer to the end yeah. of the movie where, where this happens. I had forgotten that th- it happens in this scene. Beth is, I think Beth is asking Juno not to leave her, and I, Juno's in shock. She just murdered one of her great friends. But she does pull a Homer Simpson and back out slowly into the dark. Yeah, it's exactly. <laughs> oh no. Oh, Juno. But yeah, this is where she gets the necklace. Live, laugh, love. <laughs> it might as well be that. It's yeah. so stupid. You know what? It's okay to not be happy every moment of every second of every day. Calm down. Just be happy. I don't understand what's so hard about it. Oh my god, you're right. (laughs) So next sequence is, you know, the girls. The girls. The women. Girls! girls. (laughs) Where's Gru? Gru would help us. He'd have some kind of machine to help. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, they're wandering around, slowly getting taken out. One by one. Pretty much. I did like the scene where the two sisters oh i don't think we ever said i think sam and rebecca, rebecca are sisters and they're hiding and the wristwatch of one of the women goes off and uh i don't know i just felt like it's kind of like the crawler was here and it was like what is that 
It was kind of like, oh, hey, who, me? I don't know. But they die at some point. Also sad. There was one scene, though. I thought it was cool because some of the women are walking around the cave, like, trying to find a way out, trying to find each other, and they have green glow sticks, so the scene's all green. And then we switch over to Sarah, who's alone, and she's fallen into this pool of blood, maybe the bathroom, I don't know. (laughs) It's gross. But it's all red, and she might have even had a flare at one- I think she had a torch. Yeah, by that point, I think she, like, lights the, the actual torch. Yeah. But I like that we're switching between a red and a green scene. As opposed to the very blue during the cave, or outside of the cave. Yeah, it had that, like, the ring, <laughs> green, mm-hmm. blue style. No, I just like that it was complementary colors. Someone's thinking about something over there. Juno and Sarah meet up again, and they're the last ones left. And at some point, Juno snapped a neck. I don't know if it was when she was with Sarah or with someone else, but she's like... Yeah, and I'm like, she how, like snaps how, the neck of a crawler. How strong do you have to be to crack someone's neck? Oh, but before Juno and Sarah meet up, Sarah has the conversation. I don't know how much of a conversation you can have when you got a pickaxe through here, but she has some words with Beth, and Beth is like, Juno's not it, man. Juno's not a friend to the very end. Juno's a murderer. Well, maybe she is your friend till the end then. Oh, yeah, you're right. Never mind. Anyways, but no, it is sad. And then, oh, gosh, it's ubers. It's even more horrific because then Beth is like, kill me, Sarah. I don't want to get eaten alive. I don't want to die slowly. And, uh, oh, Sarah does it to her credit, but it's like a rock to the face. Yeah. Are you sure that did it? (laughs) I don't know. People's skulls are kind of hard, right? Like, I feel like you just made her life worse. Yeah. But no, I think it kills her yeah and so like at this point beth pretty much confirms that juno was having an affair with her husband so i can't even imagine what sarah's going through and now one of her best friends is asking her to kill her which it's like i get it i understand why and so we see sarah just smash her head in with with a rock and then Like Juno, you see her face change and all of a sudden they become this more primal warrior in defense badass of a girl into full-on survival mode. That, I think, is when she, like, lights the torch, which I'm like, how did she even, like, get the torch? Because she's, like, cutting some cloth or something, and I'm like, where did you get fat or oil to light? Um, There was some canister that she was pouring over. I I couldn't really tell what it was, but I assume from that. Uh, But yeah, she... (laughs) I forgot when she meets up with Juno, she like, it's like one of those slide into frame. And then she's just like standing there like this the whole time talking to Juno. And I'm like, can we put our arms down? This is already uncomfortable enough. Uh, Please stop. So she finds out about the affair. And at the beginning of the film, when they're in the car, she's like, oh, you seem distant. So it's like, is the affair what distracted Paul, the husband from driving, and he like wasn't paying attention and he slammed into the other car. There you go. Don't have an affair and drive. And I don't mean like don't have an affair whilst driving. Don't just don't ever have an affair and then drive. Just start walking after if you're Don't even bike. (laughs) Yeah, and so we get kind of like this final confrontation between Sarah and Juno where But she never says she doesn't come out and say it. Say what? That I know you were having an affair with my husband no but that's i like that no, it's and, all and visual like i said the the whole thing is implied and it's one of those where i feel like you yes it did happen but the sh- the show the movie doesn't actually tell you i know that you slept with my husband and then she's like 
no, Sarah, it wasn't like that. It's not what it seems. I slipped and I fell. But Sarah's asking Juno about the others, and it's like, oh, she didn't make it. And she's like, what about Beth? She doesn't lie. She said, to her knowledge, she said, Beth's dead. She said, crawlers took Holly. They killed Holly. Beth is dead. Yeah, and she even says, like, did you see her die? Mm. Which Juno doesn't say yes, but she like nods her head. And so from that, I think Sarah confirms that Juno did kill Beth. Yeah, I'm just saying uh, Juno didn't lie in the end. She didn't say, oh, I saw the crawlers. They totally got her. Yeah, because she doesn't lie. I just didn't tell you about the affair, but I never said I wasn't Listen, listen, she's got a lot to deal with. Then we get the two badasses chowing down on some crawlers yeah yeah and it's like a crawler kill fest because they kill several of them i wrote nothing like a few murders to get the ptsd out of your system that's not gonna help yeah and during the confrontation sarah shows juno i guess her her pendant it was so i was like can you imagine if you actually tried to be that slick and because it's like in her hand and she kind of just lets it go so it falls out perfectly i'm like if i did that it'd probably like stick to the blood on my hand and she'd be like what what do i would have just dropped it the whole thing right you're like excuse me crawlers just give me a moment and they're like okay we'll wait she's trying to be dramatic we'll let her have her moment and they're just like chilling on the edges like this is awkward <laughs> i was like i wrote can we uh can we not leave people for dead if we can help it? Sarah, I, I know I said I like Juno a lot, but I also like Sarah a lot, and I'm on Sarah's side more than I am on Juno's. I feel like the only reason why I say I like Juno so much is because she's the one with the bad rap. But Sarah, so much heartbreak already. Don't, don't add to it. Ugh, she hooks her through the kneecap with that pickaxe. But Juno's a badass, as I've said before. <laughs> she, like, squares up. Yeah, because Sarah leaves her to die. Like, as she does this, we see tons of crawlers coming their way. That's scary. It it plays off the whole thing where how fast you need to run to outrun a bear. And it's like... Your friend. Just be faster than your friend. Just be faster than the slowest one. (laughs) So she leaves Juno, essentially, to die. But Juno's not going to go down easy either. And while I subscribe to the uk version ending juno's alive in the second one yeah i mean it it, it goes to show and in, in some of the interviews with the director it was never meant for a sequel to yeah. happen i we mean know. years happened um before the sequel was even made it's not and, it's not that great I, um, that's why i like the first one and it's one Contain. of those where the first one ends and you have to decide was sarah the killer were the crawlers real did she make it out did she not make it out is she still in the cave but because the sequel happened we know that sarah and juno made it out i just like to think of it as a parallel universe because <laughs> yeah. i'll watch it every now and then i'm like okay yeah whatever i like to see these ladies on screen again mm-hmm. yeah and that's not to say that she never is gonna make it out but it's, I feel like we heard the, the crawlers coming in on her and yeah. she's sitting there defenseless because th- she thinks she's in another place, Yeah, in a safe place. So I don't really see it working out well for her. Yeah. Well, it, you know, Hollywood, unless you see the body dead. Well, then... yeah, obviously they made a whole sequel. <laughs> but they can I mean, make it out. But I mean, I don't even think she found the entrance or the exit, you know, that didn't happen. So she still has all this way to search, even if there weren't crawlers running around. Oh, and also I put like when she first 
gets out and runs through the woods. I'm like, yeah, you're out of the cave, and now you have to find your way through a woods? You know how many people get lost in the forest? I'm like, of course she found the car, because it's a dream sequence. Not Juno, she never gets lost. Yeah. She knows exactly where she is at all times. Yeah, and it's one of those where it's not the happy ending, and here in America, we, we tend to not like that. Um, and the complexity of films. I'm not gonna speak for the whole of the country. <laughs> well, I mean, like, in general, like, that movie Dodgeball, where, oh. like, they, they do the whole thing where... They lost, right? Yeah, like, they, they <laughs> lost, and people were like, oh, that's that's a terrible ending. This is like, a comedy, right? He sold, yeah, he sold, he sold the average Joe's gym to the... Tss, what was oh, it? yeah, the, that's right. The Cobra dudes or something. The Cobra dudes. Um, and it was like... In general, we don't like the complexity or unhappy endings, right? And I, I can see why. And I, I think the studio told them, make it to where she does make it. Uh, it kind of does open the sequel. It's not like they had to film anything else. I wonder if they would have changed that if they actually had to film more in order to rectify that ending. Or if they would have been like, nah, yeah. filming's done, location's off, closed. Yeah. Although, I mean, I think they built the cave sets and they filmed all of it in London. <laughs> Yeah, because I mean, the sequel even does kind of confirm that crawlers did exist, but it it could have been where like Sarah goes nuts in the second one and she like becomes the My Bloody Valentine and kills her friends. Like they could have done it that way as well. And it was like, whoa, Sarah really was the killer this whole time. Yeah. Well, without the second one, regardless, just looking at this one, the first one. It's it's so cool because like look at all these theories we can think about and different ways of interpreting the film, and other than being entertaining and a really good tight film about adventuring and adventures gone wrong, it also lends itself to a lot of interpretation, which is really cool. Yeah, so go out and watch it, rewatch it, because you know it's an old one. I'm sure some of you have seen it, but those are our thoughts on the descent. Yeah, let us know what ending you like or prefer, what you think yeah. happened to Sarah. Do you like the second one, too? Just want to know. Leave any suggestions for future films you want us to discuss, and thanks for hanging out. Thanks, everyone.